Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we are here to bring you Minute number 41 of Ghostbusters. Brady, how are you doing today? Doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty awesome as well. And I'm excited because tomorrow on Wednesday we are going to have uh, Brad from Cosmic Geppetto Podcast. That's right. Over here to talk about the big Winston episode. We're calling it Winston's Day. <laughs> yeah, and you said that uh, that's actually, he, he requested this minute um, yeah. because he's a huge fan of the character of Winston. Yeah. Uh, who I think a lot of people actually feel the same way. He's sort of the audience's connection. Uh, they're, they're in to the movie because yeah. we've he- you know, we're hearing uh, these other guys explain all this stuff throughout the movie and it's just, it's t- kind of played for laughs the way that they're saying it. But at this point in the movie, you really need someone to break it down for you. Right. Winston is the guy that has no background in paranormal research. He has no background in, uh, in this kind of stuff prior. So he just comes in and they're like, Hey, you're hired. Fine. Jump on in. Yeah. You know, here's the ground floor of what we're doing. And not to jump too far ahead, but I think it's funny that, um, yeah, in, in this field, might be the most inexperienced, but according to the writer of the movie, he actually has more... He's overly qualified mm-hmm. uh, with a... Um, he's a former Marine and has a PhD and etc. I, I don't know. So it's just funny that, you know, he comes in and our in to the movie is someone who's just, you know, overqualified to be one of these guys. Right. It's interesting. And there's some controversy, too, about Winston's care, you know, the, the handling of the character by the studio and stuff like that. We'll, we'll get into all of that tomorrow, but it's going to be a tremendous episode. It's going to be our Winston's Day episode. Make sure to join us for that. That's minute number 42. But today we are going to do minute number 41. So, Brady, are you ready to get into it? Let's do it. I'm going to go ahead and hop into it as well. Now, I just want to prep you up front, I think we had some notes from yesterday that were in the previous minute you had, which are actually going to be applied to this moment, correct? Yeah, they kind of okay, carry great. over. Awesome. Okay, so let's go ahead. Minute number 41. In the previous minute, we were in the middle of the montage. That's French, by the way. Minute 41 ended with Ray Stance being asked if he had seen Elvis lately. At minute number 41, a copy of the Globe magazine has just slid to the right-hand side of the frame with a cover featuring the three Ghostbusters with the headline, Ghostbusters Super Diet. On the left-hand side of the frame, we see the Ghostbusters stepping out of the Ecto-1 to sign an autograph. At 41.05, we cut to the Ghostbusters sleeping in the firehouse. An exhausted Ray Stance is closest to the camera and is falling off his bed. A ripple effect transition takes us to a dream sequence where Ray is laying on a bed dressed as a sea, in a sea captain's regalia. At 41.10, Ray opens his eyes and appears to be shocked by something off camera. At 41.11, we cut to the shot of Ray lying in bed and looking eye to eye with the ghost of a beautiful young woman. Ray stares in shock at what he sees. At 41.15, we cut to a wider shot of what appears to be the interior of a captain's quarters on a boat. Ray continues to look at the beautiful ghost who is drifting down to the foot of the bed. At 41.17, the apparition vanishes from sight. At 41.20, Ray is startled by the sound of something unzipping. He looks down towards the sound. At 41.21, we cut to Ray's pants, which seem to be coming undone by an unseen force. At 41.28, we cut to Ray's face as his eyes cross in a moment of spectral ecstasy. At 41.31, we cut back to the three Ghostbusters in their beds, all having vivid dreams. At 41.35, we cut to a shot of Winston Zedmore standing in front of the Ghostbusters firehouse, holding a newspaper and looking up at the sign. At 41.42, we cut to Janine interviewing Winston for a job. She asks Winston if he believes in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the Theory of Atlantis. Winston tells Janine that if there's a steady, steady paycheck then he'll believe anything she says. And thus ends minute number 41. So that's the final portion of the montage. Yeah. What we have decided is the greatest montage in the 1980s. As far as uh, uh, I'm concerned, yeah. And the introduction of Winston Zedmore. Now, like I said, tomorrow on Winston's Day, we're going to get into uh, more background on the character uh, because, again, we're going to have Brad over here, and he's kind of a Winston expert, so to speak. So, 
All right, so on the um, cover to the Globe magazine, right, at, it says at the the top something about Princess Diana is expecting. Right at the very, very, very bottom corner in really small print, it says Glenny's innermost secrets. And I looked into it, and Glenny is actually the wife of producer Michael C. Gross, who also designed the No Ghost logo. Really? Yeah. That is crazy. I know. He, wow. Uh, he passed away uh, not long ago, and we actually corresponded a little bit b- before his death. But hmm. um, really cool guy. I think a lot of the listeners of this podcast and ghost heads in general have uh, had the pleasure of meeting him. He was a hilarious guy. But uh, yeah, Glennie was his was his wife, and uh, I thought that was a neat little little tiny you know uh, nod to the people behind the film. Very cool. Very. Let's go ahead and get into something interesting here. Uh, this is a pretty infamous part of the movie uh, when you hear a lot is. of people talk about, uh, yeah. and it is actually the result of a sequence which was edited out of the movie. Do you have you heard about this sequence? Yeah, uh, we only got like a portion of it in the final cut. Right, just this one little scene of uh, of Ray uh, laying on the bed. It's uh, it, it was a longer sequence which was called the Dettermine Ghost Scene. Do you, have you read up on this? Have you heard about yeah, this? Yeah, that they, uh, Winston and Ray go to investigate a haunting at a fort. Right. Which, a former fort, which is now like a tourist attraction. And while there, uh, Winston is going to go kind of investigate the, you know, facility while Ray goes and investigates these, like, captain's quarters. And while he's in there, he just decides to don the captain's uniform, the hat and jacket and everything, and then decides to lay back and take a nap. So it's already just kind of a weird... It's a very weird sequence. Like, what what is this? What's going on? It kind of seems like the thing that they might have... It sounds to me like this was actually a pretty elaborate set Mm -hmm. that they had built. And there's actually a lot of photographs, behind-the-scenes photographs of them shooting it, Ray, and all the regalia and everything so um it's a miracle sometimes that movies work at all you know you put mm-hmm. together these scenes and you get everybody together to shoot them and if something good comes out of it that's awesome but this is one of those times where you just get together and the idea is kind of half-baked when you start off with it and i think i feel pretty comfortable saying that because reading the notes that we have is there's no real it all centers around this uh, this go this you know ray stance having uh, a sexual encounter with a ghost and that's pretty much all of it it's not like that's not a punchline on anything. Like it's just kind of like this half-assed idea of them showing up at the thing. Yeah, him putting on the costume, kind of looking at himself in a mirror, and then falling asleep on a bed. Yeah, like, like it's I, there's a scene after this where he meets Peter and he tells him like, "Oh, I got to get some sleep. I feel like I'm dead." You know, like when they introduce Winston. Um, but maybe this was showing that they're exhausted, that they have too much work, and uh, yeah. Ray's kind of like punch drunk, puts on the stuff, and falls asleep in the bed. And then uh, uh, that's the only way I could I could make sense of it. Yeah, and so, it's still. Pretty. That's it's still a stretch. But the idea of him with the ghost is kind of funny. But just the scene they had built around it apparently didn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it it does work uh, in the montage. Yeah, the way that they cut it into the movie, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Is is kind of funny. Um, did you actually, know Bobby Brown says he had had sex with a ghost? I did not know that. Yeah, he did. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. There you go. Um, so uh, for some of the people who listen to these movies by minutes uh, podcast, you're probably familiar with the Star Wars Minute Listeners Society on Facebook. And I noticed that Tom Taylor, one of the hosts over at the Indiana Jones Minute podcast, he made a post in it not long ago saying, uh, quick, somebody tell me what to do. I'm watching Ghostbusters with my son for the first time, and the scene, you know, that scene is about to come up. What do I do? And uh, I just, I don't know. I think it's funny. Here's my opinion on that. Um, without saying too much, because, you know, there could be kids listening in the audience, I just want to say that um, kids probably don't have enough information to connect the dots on what's going on here. Mm-hmm. You know, they just have the information that something is happening. But the particulars of the act, I don't think they're going to have any clue as to what's happening. And, you know, I, I mean, 
I can remember seeing this movie as a kid and thinking like, okay, I, something is going on here. I'm mm-hmm. not exactly sure what it is, but it's funny. And then right. Ray's expression is funny. And that's kind of... When pants come off, it's funny. Exactly. In my case, at least. And, so. and that's, you know, they, that was sort of the extent of my concern with it. And then the rest of the movie went on and I watched the, the rest of the movie. Yeah. I never really thought more about it. So it's one of those things like the older you get, the, you know, you're, you're as an adult, you've got an inside like a joke here right? that yeah. is kind of in different ways working for all ages. If you don't bring it up while you're watching it and the kid doesn't ask anything, just consider it okay. It yeah. slid under the table. And there's no problem. On. Yeah, moving on. Uh, no, but there's actually... Well, go ahead. Seems like you have some information to say. Uh, on what's going on in that scene? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> so, it's oh, late at night. Well, some sherry right. on the on the dresser. Anyway. So, anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, no, the, um, the model... Who they used for it was Kim Heron, and she was actually a Playboy cover model, did a lot of work with Ralph Lauren and some acting as well, mm. and she was the dream ghost. Uh, they, In order to get her into the mechanism that they used to make her float and everything, she had to be covered in Vaseline. And she had some, some crewmen who were like kind of lathering her up in Vaseline, and uh. everyone was sort of avoiding you know, everything, and she finally just took one of their hands, put it uh, on her uh, breast, uh, and uh, said, uh, just get it over with. <laughs> I wonder if that's what sense one of the things the crew members might have gotten together and said, like, um, the, you have to be in Vaseline for this scene. Uh, yeah, Ooh, and it's, like, it's like, why? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. You know, for, totally unnecessary. For photography reasons. Uh, but yeah, so uh, in the scene where with in the pretty lady, um, it, it looks like he's actually wearing his jumpsuit. Did you see that? When the camera pans down, he's got, he's like in his jumpsuit, but it's zipped down to his waist and then pulled down like yeah, underneath and, himself. You know, okay, here's what's interesting. Um, you see that later when he and Winston show up to, uh, the firehouse and Ray is still wearing it. He has like, I think like khakis on or something underneath it. Uh And, um, they're, they're coming from a scene where the two of them are driving across. Like, I I don't know, I guess it's a Brooklyn bridge maybe. And they're talking about how this is a signs, you know, of the end of the world. Right. And, um, it's just, I'm wondering if this scene might have. This cut scene might have preceded that a little bit because there, you know, you, oh, yeah. you've got Ray kind of dressed similarly with his jumpsuit zipped all the way down. Uh, it's him and Winston showing up. They were the ones investigating the haunted fort. So I don't know. I'm just wondering if that's where it might have fallen in the movie. Here's my bigger question. Do people wear their clothes underneath jumpsuits? It's got to be so hot. Yeah, I don't do that. Every time I put a jumpsuit on, you know, when I'm flying in my F-15 Tomcat or well, whatever, yeah. you know, I put on like a... Um, uh, like a, a tank top and maybe maybe some like a uh, boxer shorts on top of my underwear or something like that you know just mm-hmm. in case I got to take it off I'm not completely naked but uh, yeah it, I'm hot as is in that jumpsuit I can't believe that people would wear more than that underneath yeah. I, I don't know I don't know uh, according to Tobin's spirit guide oh um, Tobin wrote an article on what you're supposed to wear under a jumpsuit he did kidding. yes <laughs> absolutely uh, no apparently uh, Ray volunteers to go investigate the fort on a regular basis oh. so. <laughs> That's about all I got for that. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. Dude, um, I noticed uh, that the in, in reading up on the on the song uh, Ghostbusters, written by Ray Parker Jr., that songwriter Lindsey Buckingham was actually originally supposed to write the theme for Ghostbusters, but he declined because he didn't want to be pigeonholed as a movie soundtrack guy. He wrote uh, Holiday Road from National Lampoon's Vacation. Really, Holiday Road. Yeah, yeah, that one. So, um, yeah, that would have been uh, a good career move for him, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Huey Lewis, for that matter. Yeah. That is about all I've got for this minute. I know everything we're going to get into with Winston is going to be, you know, we're going to be covering with Brad tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What else do you have? That's pretty much it. Uh, You know, I I got some notes on the uh, the fort. Pretty much everything we talked about, that scene is, uh, it's a little strange. Like like we're talking about, he and Winston, they pull up to this 
Um, and there's some conflicting reports on it. I had read that there was a Canadian Mountie scene. Have you heard something about that? No. So I think whoever wrote that was confusing this scene with Ray in the captain's hat because there's some production stills out there of Ivan Reitman approaching Ray where he has the, the captain's hat on. Uh, and it was a scene that had just him and Winston in it. And then there's also reports of a Canadian Mountie scene with him and Winston. And then he puts on Canadian Mountie clothes or whatever. And I think the confusion comes from at the beginning of this fort scene when they drive up to the fort. Apparently it's large log fences and things like that out mm-hmm. in front, which looks like something you would see in the you know Canadian mountains or whatever. You know, So it, uh, I, I think there's confusion that there were two scenes cut together that made this one, but it's really just the Fort Detmering. Okay, well, you got anything else for minute number 41? That's it for me. Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, we're going to have Brad over here tomorrow for Winston's Day, and uh, it's going to be a great show. If you haven't heard Cosmic Geppetto podcast, uh, check it out. It's on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud. I don't know if it's on SoundCloud, but it's definitely on Overcast. That's where I listen to it now. Uh, we were on there recently for the Pinky and the Brain episode where we debated what was better, Pinky the Brain or... Uh, Ren and Stimpy and uh, I don't think that the result of that would shock you but uh, yeah go check that out uh, Brad's a really cool guy he's got a great podcast and he's going to be on here tomorrow to talk to us about Winston Des- Zedmore on our premiere Winston's Day episode so folks thank you so much for joining us I'm Kyle I'm Brett and we're here to remind you that death is but a door time a window we'll be back Ghostbusters Minute is a fan supported podcast To become a patron of Ghostbusters Minute and gain access to exclusive weekly bonus content, visit us at patreon.com slash gbminute. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at ghostbustersminute at gmail.com and visit us online at ghostbustersminute.com, facebook.com slash ghostbustersminute, twitter.com slash gbminute, and look us up on Instagram at ghostbustersminute. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License.